Father in heaven, we thank you for what you have done. You have created us as your family. You have given us love for one another. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. Amen. There's an anointing there. There's a grace there. When we're on one accord and we love one another and we're we're taking care of one another, spiritually speaking, wishing one another well, praying for each other, encouraging each other, it's a good thing. And so we thank you that you, you put that together for us, Lord. We can't take credit for anything. We just have learned how to flow with it, and we're so thankful for it. So we bless you and we honor you. We thank you, Lord. Open up our understanding today of your holy word and bless us with knowledge, understanding, strength, ability, all of the things that we need. We need you. We need you so much, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. So we're talking about the fact that the healer lives in us. And uh, it is good. Uh, I was thinking about uh, some teachings. Uh, you know, Brother Hagen teaches all the time on faith and on healing. Uh, those were the uh, main points in his ministry, the main themes, I guess you could say, in his ministry. And he is always encouraging people to get their own healing out of the word. Amen. And to um, uh, Norval Hayes, it <laughs> puts it another way. He said, if you get healed by somebody gifted a spirit laying on the hands, you, you got it on a credit. See, the bill is going to come due one day. Amen. So God's intent for us is to uh, be transformed by the renewing of our minds through the word of God. We need this word. And uh, I think it's a good thing that God holds us accountable uh, to uh, uh, exercise our faith and and, uh, uh, embrace the word, love the word. Read the word, keep it before our eyes, let that word become engrafted in us and become a part of us so we can walk it out and live it out. That's the wonderful thing about God's word. Amen. It's full of power. It will do everything it says it's going to do. It just will do what it says it's going to do. And and he wants us to trust his word because it's trusting him. That's how he communicates with us. There's so much wonderfulness, I guess if I could say it that way, (laughs) in the word, amen, uh, that you want to embrace it. And and I've been finding myself um, desiring more and more understanding of of God's word, you know, and spending more time uh, just meditating and, and taking certain things out of extracting, you know, the 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 meat from the word and, and pulling the things out uh, that that I can embrace that are helpful, strengthening, encouraging to me. Um, there's always new things being revealed by God through his word. Amen. Um, and, and, and I just love the fact that he can do that and, and reach every single person, everybody. That word is the is the uh, equalizer, I guess you could say. It's the uh, the thing that makes us all equal. It makes us gives us all a fair chance at life that we can all hear the word. We can all grab onto it and get faith in it. It helps us in the way of being transformed too. Um, we change 
when we embrace the word. Amen. Uh, we're changed from from weak people to strong people, from people who are are not careful about what we do and what we say to people who walk softly before God and want to honor him in all things. So it is life changing. It is transforming. God's word is. And so we, we can trust his word to do everything that he says he wants it to do. And so when we think about the healer living in us, we can understand then why when God, when we uh, read the word and meditate on it, there's a voice within that begins to give us understanding, give us revelation, give us knowledge. Uh, there's a quickening on the inside of us because of the word. That word has life in it. And so new life and new understanding will come to us in in so many different ways because we spend time with God in his word. So I'm, I'm just real thankful that that we can do that. And that makes it um, kind of makes it available to everybody, I guess I could say, you know, you just it's just so easy to to reach God and to know he's there for you. And to bring his word back to him. When you read the word and he lives in you, he's reading it with you. And he's explaining things to you that you need to understand so that you can be successful in everything that you set your hands to. He wants us to be successful. And so I, I was always uh, encouraged by uh, Brother Hagen, the way the confidence he had in God's word. You know, it just would, uh, he said, he would say things like, and I would marvel at it. I would say, man, Lord, but you know, you pay the price for it. You gotta, you gotta spend time in the word, love the word and, and get something out of it every time you go into it. Um, but he would say things like, he said, you know, when I was pastoring, he said, we never had anybody die of sickness. He said, I would even get older people and I'd tell them, well, you don't have to die of this. And they say, leave me alone. I'm old. I want to go home to be with the Lord. He said, well, go home healed. And he said, I would, he said, I would get up in the bed with them and read them the word. He said, I don't have time to do it now. He said, but I would do that. He said, and, and they would get better and better and better. He said, pretty soon they were up totally healed. Amen. He has such confidence in God through his word. Amen. So when you when you can can see that happen, you have faith to see that happen for everybody. Man, that's a that's an awesome thing. Amen. You're in a you're in a church where you never have to die sick. You just, you know you you always you you can always get your healing. Amen. So and you can do it on your own. You know, you, you get your word out. You, your, your favorite, whatever you, you, uh, like to listen to, how you like to listen to it. Uh, reading the word. Uh, there's some really good word readers on, uh, on YouTube. You know, I thank God for YouTube. They're, they're picky about some things people like to say, but they at least they're not messing with that word on there, you know? And so I'm thankful for that. And uh, there's some people on there that that gentleman I was mentioning uh, him. Uh, he's an actor. Uh, his name is David Suchet. I don't know if any of you had found him on YouTube, um, but he is an Eng- well. Is he English? I think he is. He played a character who was a Belgian. Huh? I am not French. I'm Belgian. 
<laughs> he was an Agatha Christie character, Detective Poirot. He played that character for more than 20 years. But he said he was reading a Bible in a hotel many years ago, and he read the book of Romans, and God saved him. He got born again reading a hotel Bible. And he's a he's a very, very famous actor, a world-renowned actor, and he decided he was going to read the entire Bible and record it. And it has sold millions and millions and millions of copies. He donates it all to the Bible Society because he says, I want more people to find the Lord just like I did, reading the Bible. Amen. So he he was reading, um, I think it was the book of Mark. I saw that was the first one I saw on YouTube. He read the whole book of Mark. And it was in front of a live audience. It was one one of the cathedrals in in England. And um, the announcer announced, he said, we're just going to read it straight through. It'll be about two hours with no break. And people didn't flinch. They didn't. You didn't hear seats rustling and people running out to the bathroom already and all that kind of. They sat very, very attentive, honoring God. Ah. The glory that it gives to God. Amen. God is moving on people that, you know, sometimes it just amazes me how much he's doing through so many different people. And that man, because of his famous name, can get more people interested in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just amazing how God works things out, you know, and I'm not a starstruck person. I don't get excited if, you know, if. Jay-Z gets saved, you know, praise God, Jay-Z got saved, but that's not going to rock my world. He's another soul, and I'm glad for it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes people think, you know, this is going to be, oh, they're going to take over the whole world if so-and-so could get saved. But, you know, God has his picks. He'll pick the ones he wants who are prominent to do a good job for him. And and that word is anointing. blessing to see uh how god's word is honored in so many different places so it's just a a blessing to see that and so we honor the word as well the healer lives in us and when you feast on healing word you get the benefit of health amen they always say don't call the dog if you want the cat so if you want healing you go to healing scriptures if you want, uh, you know, peace, you go to, to scriptures that will, will tell you about God's peace and mercy and all of those things. So God is able to minister those things from within us to our very being, to our bodies. And it's just such a wonderful thing. You can talk to God anytime. You can talk to him about anything you want to talk to him about. He'll answer you. He says that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Call on me, you will call on me, and I will answer you. Amen. I know the thoughts I have towards you. Amen. Everything's for your well being, and all you need to do is call on me, and I have your answers right here for you. Amen. Amen. So in um I think we did Isaiah fifty three yesterday. Oh, like I said, why don't you turn to Isaiah? <laughs> Isaiah 53. Amen. So 
<clears throat> oh yeah, I have I have a note here. Sunday, start here. Well, 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 well. Amen. All right. So in verse three, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely, though, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That means there's no doubt about it. Nothing in this world should cause you grief, sorrow, pain, anything like that. You have a right to petition God to remove it. Amen. In in fact, you can speak to it yourself and make it leave you alone. If if you don't have have if you haven't gotten it um, out of your your off your body, you can call for the elders of the church and have somebody. God has put in authority, pray for you and and command that to t- be taken off of you. He says, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded. What for us? Because we did wrong. Amen. For our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed, are healed, were healed am healed healing is a done deal that's really what he wants us to to know so so uh, god made a choice to rescue us from ourselves one of the main things that people get afflicted with is in their health there's there're not many people who have never either been sick had some kind of ailment or some people live with them. They're chronic, long-term. Some things are birth defects. Um, the need for health and healing is just so prevalent. You know, everybody's going to need it at some, t- some time. So the Mosaic Law was given on God's word. So it was pledged, but weak because it was carried out by the flesh. So the, the Jew could not consistently serve God. They'd serve him for a season, get distracted, pulled off. God would even have to turn his back on them. Their sin was so grievous. They would go into exile. God would promise to bring them back. Why? Because he has a covenant with them. That that covenant cannot be broken. So he always has to go after his own. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. But under that old covenant, there were times where God could not bless them and could not help them. And so when Jesus came, he fulfilled the law. He walked, he walked before the Father perfectly in everything that he did. Once the law is fulfilled, it can be done away with. Amen. The, the part of it that is, is hard for us. He did away with that part. Now he, God writes his law in our hearts because the healer lives in us. Amen. And so within us, we can meditate. We can call the word up out of us when we need it. We can speak the word. We can um, uh, pray the word. We can do all of those things because of the atonement, because Jesus has fulfilled the law. The Bible says that he nailed to the tree the ordinances that were contrary to us. And that's the curse. And this, the, the part that's hard through the flesh has been nailed 
to the tree. It doesn't bother us anymore. So it's not there to hinder us anymore. But we do have to obey the law of God. It's written on our hearts. Amen. And he has the healer living in us to guide us and lead us in the way that we should go so we can be successful in everything that we do. So this is really a foolproof covenant. Amen. Amen. By fulfilling the law, Jesus proved that a man could do it. Amen. He proved that a man could do it. If he hadn't done that, the law would have been um, um, maybe a, a pretend thing or a folly. If there wasn't somebody who could have fulfilled it, it would have been illegal for God to expect that. You see, most everybody couldn't do it. They had to stop, go to the priest, confess their sins, leave an offering. Jesus never had to do that. He fulfilled the law perfectly. He was holy. He was without blame. And so he fulfilled it. And the law then, with the ordinances that were against us, died on the tree with him. Amen. And what was raised up was all power and all ability now to walk out the law by the Spirit. So it was done by the flesh under the old covenant, but now it's being walked out by the Spirit. That's why I can't go to um, uh, Chanel and demand she do certain things that I think she ought to be doing by now as a Christian. Because I don't know what the healer inside of her is telling her to do. You know, so it's an individual thing. It's an individual obedience. Now, some things are obvious. If if two people are at odds, they need to forgive, reconcile, and let's keep it moving. Amen? But as far as looking at one another and saying, well, they ought to know better than to dress like that, or they ought to know better than to do stuff like that, that's not our 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 thing to do. Under the old covenant, everybody had to go to the priest you know and then go to the sacrifices and go to the feast and all that it was a, a joint thing everybody had to participate but that was a weak covenant amen because you notice some people never showed up for nothing right so so we we still can't do we can't do a group thing you know uh as far as god is concerned there are certain things that he's holding me accountable for certain things he's holding Miss nola accountable for everybody has something individual and different but it is obedience to god's law see we'll we're we're it's never legal to sin that's obvious amen but short of that you know what i'm saying it's god telling us by individual case by case by the Holy Spirit who lives within what we're responsible to do and what we're responsible to walk out. And that's the beauty of it because we don't have to play catch up with one another. See, we don't have to look at one another and try to pattern ourselves after one another. I mean, not that that's totally bad. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. But you've got to know what Christ is doing. And that's dependent on who lives inside of you and how you understand the word. And so God wants us to be people who really um, 
relate to him because he lives in us now, take advantage of that. Take advantage of that relationship. Talk to him. Ask him certain things you need to know. And he helps us and empowers us to carry out this covenant so that we can have success in everything that we do. It's relationship, folks, and, and knowledge. But uh, we have a, a relationship of knowledge with God because he's our teacher, too. So he gives us every single thing that we need. So um, he, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit instructs us in healing men. He will tell us uh, what scriptures. He'll illuminate certain scriptures off the page. He'll begin to help you to understand how to express your faith so that it pleases him. And and uh, trust him to help you. You know, sometimes that's the last thing we think of doing. You know, we when something goes wrong, we got it. We go grab our favorite scripture and start spitting it out our mouths and you know, we, we got a way that we pray and, and all of that. And, and, uh, and that's always good. But then there's some, some, you know, tweaking, I guess you could say. Sometimes your prayer needs to, to do. And, and see, sometimes we're so accustomed to getting things so quick. You know, I mean, seriously, if you pray and, and you, you minister through prayer. And you are responsible in prayer. There's an anointing there that helps you in your personal life. And see if you have a prayer partner, especially if you you have an assigned prayer partner, God will begin to to uh, watch over your prayers. And sometimes they can come rapid fashion, you know, really, really quickly. But then there's a that that biggie that will challenge your faith. Amen. Uh, and, and so there's a mixture of everything. He, he lets us, does, but then there's the one that stumps us too, where we might have to work a little harder, we might have to stand back and look at it from a different angle and try to figure out how we're going to get this done, you know, all of, all of the above. And so I think when, when we talk about, uh, healing and the healer, there's so many ways God healed people in the Bible. The thing you need to uh, remember, he healed everybody. There was nobody he said no to. Amen. If it was a no, it turned into a yes at some point in the relationship. <laughs> you know, so so uh, you see many times Jesus relating to people. This is how he wants to relate to us, too, and help us work through these things so that we accomplish everything that he and we want to accomplish with the word. So um, let me see. In Mark chapter 5, I had this example here. We'll go. <clears throat> this is our friend, the woman with the issue of blood. I'm trying to see what I want to say about her that this time. But she's a good example of the healer inside. And speaking to her inside. Now, this was before Calvary, so she wasn't quote unquote born again, but you see some very close similarities to that relationship, uh, because God can speak to people. Amen. Even though he's not, he's not living in her, he's speaking to her from within. Amen. And this is kind of an interesting thing because uh, her spirit the bible says the spirit of man is a candle of the lord 
And that's how God gets in touch with us through the, the candle. Amen. So and he lights it. So he lights up every every human spirit uh, with his with his power and with his anointing and with his spirit. And so here she has um, in five starting in 25, I think, says a certain woman with had which had an issue of blood 12 years. She has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She said that within herself. See, that idea came from somewhere. And it always comes for us. It comes from the healer within. God will tell you what to do in order to get your healing. He will instruct you. Um, sometimes it's good to, uh, you know, uh, meditate on Isaiah 53 until you get something else. You know what I'm saying? And in Mark 11:23, until you get something else. And just continue to speak that and continue to thank God for it and, and stay in the word and, and stay worshipful, uh, stay prayerful. Amen. Stay before God. Let him know you really want it. Amen. And I think this is what people that you see in the Bible, they, they do the same thing that we do, only they do it a little differently. So when you see these people that Jesus ministered to, this lady with the issue of blood, she's been wanting to be healed for 12 years. So she's got faith that she can get better. She just doesn't know how it's going to happen. Amen. And so what's what's going to have to happen with her? She's going to have to transfer her faith from the natural to the supernatural. Now, we all have to do that ourselves to a certain degree. You know, you might go to the, uh, you know, you might have a sore throat. You go to the doctor and and they give you a pill or something like that. Or you you start feeling uh, lightheaded or something like that. And they go take your blood pressure and they find out you have high blood pressure. Well, you this is a different uh, level. You know, the first one, if you had an infection, you take the medicine for a short period of time and then you're done. The infection clears up. There are some things that we have to deal with a little more long term. And so God has to help us get from short term medical to long term or longer term. And sometimes we have to uh, get comfortable with God uh, in dealing with things that don't move quickly. Amen. And so. <clears throat> If it's a small thing like an infection, like I said, that'll move quickly. Sometimes a high blood pressure will move quickly for some people. You know, if you get with God and you find out, well, God, I don't, I'm not going to do this. I want to, I want to go on the fast track. He'll help you to get on the fast track. You know, if it'll, if it'll work for you. If it's going to be a slow track though, he will help you to get comfortable, to get peaceful, to uh, um, learn how to 
do other things that will help you feel better in the meantime. But he will also put you on the medicine of the word. Amen. And so it's good to keep both going, the natural and the supernatural. Amen. So the healer within will help you to, um, I don't want to say juggle, but that's probably the best word to use you know you you kind of have to make sure you're not leaning too much on the natural and get slack on the word you know like sometimes when you're feeling better you go back to work you back to your regular routine you skip those daily bible readings you know and sometimes if you think it's going to be a fast track you're in the bible all the time yeah, I want it gone now. I want it gone now. I want it gone now. Amen. It just depends on how you receive what God in 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 it's all okay with God. He's not pressing us to do everything fast, nor is he encouraging us to let it go kind of go dormant say like if you're just taking pills and you haven't been the word for a while and you haven't thanked god for healing you and getting off the pills and stuff sometimes he will encourage you to talk to your medicine you know one day pretty soon i won't need you you better better have fun with me while you can because i'm not gonna lead i'm not gonna lead you pretty soon you know all of those ways of expressing our faith in him see our faith must always be in God. It can't be on anything else. And so when I said juggle, I meant make sure that you, you, you're balancing it right. That you have your faith in God's word because that's where your healing is. What you get out of medicine is relief. And it's temporary relief. But what you get from God is permanent and is covenant healing. And that's what you want. You want covenant healing. I know I do. And, and I, I believe that God will, will work it out so that you can do it. You know, sometimes we think about, oh boy, how, what do I have to do? I got to get in the word and I got to do this and I got to do that. But you can do it because he lives inside of you to help you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is doing the heavy lifting here. Amen. We're just uh, expressing our faith. And I think it's important for us to realize that you don't want your faith to go flat and go dormant while you're coasting along on your medicine. You know, you want your faith to always stay active. And so you, you really need to cultivate a relationship with the healer. So he can remind you, hey, get get your scriptures out again. Now get these. And it's really, really good to set yourself a daily routine for your health and your healing because that way you don't miss a time and you don't find yourself, oh, boy, it's been a week now. It's been a month now. And I haven't read any healing scripture and I haven't thanked God for my healing, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we, we have to, and, and I think it's good to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, Lord, I want to please you with my faith. How do I please you? And don't be afraid of the answer. Amen. A lot of times we don't ask because we don't, don't ask, don't ask, don't tell. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to know nothing. Amen. So we just assume, take a stab at it, a shot in the dark and hope it hits something. Amen. Yeah, I know. I've been there. Listen. <laughs> yep. 
It's, it's like, no, God, you might tell me something that's just going to blow my mind. Something I know I don't want to do. It's like when Normal Hayes was seeing that lady uh, confess for two hours a day for two years, I almost passed out. I said, Lord. But you know, when you think about it, it's doable. Because when we say, we say two hours a day every day, we think straight through. But if you think about it, you probably, if, if you spend time worshiping God in, in different arenas, you know, like in the morning, when you first get up and then you'll read some word and then you'll thank him for, for his healing power and I'm healed now and I thank you that I have it now and, and all of that. I think the now aspect of, of our, that urgency that we express and then don't let the devil discourage you because it didn't show up now. See, that's faith. See, that's the kind of faith God can honor because you're putting something out there in the atmosphere and all the imps, demons and Christians and a whole lot of other people are judging your words and saying it won't come to pass. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because people will ask you, you still saying that? You still confessing that word? You still believe in God for so-and-so as though they don't? You know, it's like, well, why aren't you in agreement with me? This is God's word, and this is the miracle that I'm looking for. So there's all kinds of resistance against you saying you have it now. Your own brain will fight you. The atmosphere will fight you, and your your natural man will fight you. Because if you say, I have my healing now, and your body doesn't change, then you got some explaining to do, or so you think. Amen? And then what will happen is that when you when you let your natural mind get entangled in it, and it doesn't happen now, you'll never say it again. If you don't have that faith in your heart and you don't understand uh, faith principles. Amen. So the enemy loves it when we jump out and say now and it doesn't happen. He can laugh at us and we get discouraged and we walk away and we quit confessing now. Amen. So you're going to have to fight to stay in the now faith that God has for us. You're going to have to fight discouragement. You're going to have to fight, well, I've been saying it and it hasn't happened yet. I wonder what's wrong. You're going to have to fight that. Amen. And so every time you say now, God hears it. See, that now is for God. It's between you and God. And and stay with now because that's the only thing that pleases God. See? Saying you're, you're gonna have it and I know I'm gonna get it. I know it's coming. That's not faith. Amen. Now it may be coming, but you better be saying you got it now. Because if you don't, God doesn't think you believe him. You know, it just really doesn't, doesn't seem like you're taking him at his word. Because he, he gave it to us already. See, it's paid for. So why don't you have it now? Amen. So when you say you have it now, you're showing God your faith receipt. 
You're saying, God, I prayed. I believed. Here's my receipt. I have it now. Amen. Now, it's going to come. Well, how come it's not here now? Oh, you have it now. Amen. You have it now. Amen. You have it by faith now. You have the substance of it now. You have the spiritual substance of what you are believing God. You have that now. Because what you're you're believing God for is real. It actually exists. So you have the spiritual part of it now. Amen. When you believe, when you pray and you believe, you have the spiritual part of it now. And if you stand in faith and don't waver and continue to believe, the best way to keep yourself in faith is keep saying, I have it now. I have it now. I have it now. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I can go and touch him, I have it when I touch him. Amen. And she meant that. Amen. And so it, one one uh, account of this happening said she said within herself, if I could just touch him, it's very important what you say inside. See, meditating, uh, confessing, processing, putting it together. Now, now, God, I know you love me. And and I'm not slack in any obedience. I don't want to be slack in obeying you. But what do I do? How do I put this together so that I can make sure I'm pleasing you with my faith and I can really expect my thing to come to pass? So Mark 11:23 says that it will come to pass. When will it come to pass? After you believe you received it when you pray. After you say it's mine now, after you say I have it now, it can come to pass right then and there on the spot. There are many times when people uh, uh, come to the altar for prayer. God helps you a lot at the altar. Amen. There are gifts of the spirit that will operate at the altar. Amen. And and if, you're, if your healing is completed through a gift of a spirit, praise God. Amen. You you got it. That that happens a lot. Amen. And and it's done by faith as well. And so either way around, your faith has to please God in order for for these things to come to pass. And I think rather than having us talk about how long you got to pray, how many repetitions you got to do and how it's just understand that your faith must please God. And if you can talk to the healer that lives inside of you, he can work with you to get you to express your faith in a way that pleases God at all times. Amen. Something different happens in us when we say now. Do you understand what I'm saying? That kind of shakes you a little bit when you when you think about it. Amen. It, it kind of shakes you. It's a it's a, a powerful expression of what you believe God is doing in your life. Amen. I'm not waiting on anything. You you went to Calvary. You paid for this already. I'm receiving it now. It's mine now. I have it now. It belongs to me now. Amen. And it's not like you're you're trying to coerce God. He's tickled to death that somebody believes him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, he says, wow, there's somebody down there really believing me. 
you look at the people in the Bible that he marveled at their faith, and you'll see those people were expecting it right then and right there. Amen. They weren't wavering about what they knew he could do and what they knew they needed and what they were expecting right then and right there. And they got it. Amen. Everybody that expected now got it now. So we have evidence that the expression of now faith works in the now. Amen. It's all over the Bible where where Jesus was working with people. You see things happen immediately. Amen. And And people say, well, he had the spirit without measure. That is true. But we can put the now uh, uh uh, faith out there we can do the same thing and take possession of it now there's something that happens when you say now it gives you a peace on the inside that you don't get when you are trying to say you believe God and you're expecting it and you don't put a definite I got it now on that see there's there's a difference in the way that God sees it there's a difference in the way that um, you see it, there's a difference. And so when, when you say now, God said, whoa, they really believe me. They, he stands up. He takes note. Amen. It's different than people who are expecting it sometime. Amen. In the future who, you know, and, and you don't know, say now, cause it, one day it will be now. Amen. That now is going to show up at some time, but it won't if you don't say it. Amen. If you don't if you don't anticipate it now, I have it already. I believe I received it when I prayed. I have it now. Thank you, Lord. I have it now. I'm healed now. I thank you, Lord. One hundred percent. I'm healed now. Well, symptoms linger, but they're not going to stay. He's going to bring it to pass. I'm not. Don't talk to me about when it's going to happen. Talk to him. Because he's going to bring it to pass. All I'm going to do is express my faith to him the right way. Amen. Express it in the way heaven hears it and you will have the results of heaven's faith. Amen. And so here this lady said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be whole. She didn't ask for much. Amen. She says, just get me in the in the vicinity. He doesn't even have to touch me like he does most people. Amen. I don't need anything special. My faith is telling me if I get close enough and I can touch him, then power will come out of him and heal me. And see, many times people, you saw this a lot with people in Jesus ministry. That's why he taught so much. He explained a lot. You know, I mean, really, if you if you sit back and read some of some of these uh, accounts of healing, you'll see where he works with people to get their faith right. How many of you know about the, the Syrophoenician woman? He wrestled with that lady until she told him the truth and spit that faith out of her mouth. Amen. And and it see that he does that with us, too. The healer lives inside of us. He'll wrestle with us until we express it correctly and and we know that we please him with our faith. He wants us to please him so he can give us what we desire. That's the whole thing. It's not just for pleasing him, pleasing him, which that's not wrong either. 
but pleasing him so it's all for our benefit so we he can give us what we desire and so um he she said here and straight away uh she touched him because this is why she counseled with herself in the holy spirit the bible says come let us reason together though your sins be like scarlet they'll be white as snow now the holy spirit hovers over the word of god and he hovers over the preached word so let me put it to you this way this lady heard about jesus she went her way but something followed her i'm gonna say it again she heard about jesus and she went her way and something followed her or someone followed her the holy spirit followed her and kept talking to her about what she heard and the same thing happens when we pray for people see we think sometimes we see people i've been praying for him to get saved for so long and such and such and such and, such, and nothing's happened if if you've ever released the word on that person or if they know you're a christian or maybe you prayed with them or something like that the holy spirit hovers over them and goes with them to continue to counsel that truth to them so that that word will bear fruit that's why god can say my word will not return to me void why because i send the holy spirit with my word to talk to them people some more about what they just heard in case they don't understand it he explains it he motivates them to operate and act on it other than that she just would have it would have been another sermon huh where you just sit up and listen and go home you sit up and listen and go home but when the holy spirit goes home with you he will begin to counsel you and persuade you he knew this woman's heart he knew she wanted to be healed she'd always wanted to be healed whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe you receive them you have them so she desired to be healed or she wouldn't have been going to doctors amen so that's what she wanted we don't know if she heard about jesus on purpose questionable that she was ever to one of his meetings because she wasn't allowed out in public because she was bleeding she maybe heard some talk secondhand talk about him people buzzing or or you know people you know maybe she might have gotten out into to the street and walked by herself called herself unclean step states stayed separated from people but somehow she heard amen that's all it takes for faith to come in your heart is for you to hear amen just hear the word hear what god says hear what he's telling you to do and so when she heard she immediately went into the press behind and touched his garment now the holy spirit can work that quickly you know what i'm saying she might have heard it and then gone home and he began to help her to meditate keep speaking to her and say hey you know what you can do that that's for you too you don't have to be sick jesus can heal you you can get out there and get your healing 
but but see i don't i can't go up to him and ask him i'm unclean oh no you don't have to do it that way let me tell you how you're gonna do it see and so the counsel of the holy don't don't play him cheap as far as him answering questions helping us get understanding uh going to him for further assurance um am i doing this right lord i'm i'm worshiping you and i'm thanking you for you know and 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 sometimes you just feel encouraged to continue to do it you know you get up the next morning and and thank god god i thank you that that i'm healed i thank you lord that i have everything that that you have promised me it's mine i've got it now amen billy burke says that when you say you have it now he says it 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 impresses god he said god gets excited when people take him at his word now he says it that gets god's attention he said but the other thing that it does it puts pressure on the yoke that's holding sickness into your body see when you say now the devil has you know, it shakes him. It has to loosen up some. You you got me? So you give a definitive now. See, that now is, is, is for God and it's for the devil. It's for the heaven and earth and under the earth. Amen. It, it resonates in all three realms because it's a faith that, that triggers. See, because it's so against the grain of the natural. Against what everybody in the natural thinks you ought to talk like. You sound like a crazy person limping around saying you're healed. Amen. Or, or being short of breath and saying, you know, I'm, I'm my lungs are fine. I'm, I'm you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm healed. 100% healed. There's nothing lacking in me. I thank you, Lord, that I am healed now. And that now jars the powers that hold sickness into our bodies amen so as often as you say now you shake up hell you make hell let go a little bit and you make hell let go a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more amen i was really surprised to hear him speak some of the things he did because it takes such insight you know, most people, you know, if you have a healing gift, you go lay hands on people and you keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Very few people kind of take the time to get God to break it down to them and get an understanding of, of how these things work. You know, it, okay, I, I'm going to say it. I have it now. I have it now. I have it now. And at some point you get it. But it's more, it's about more than getting it. It's It's about understanding the dynamic of it. You know, so if we can understand the dynamic of it, we're so much farther ahead. See, you're being encouraged when I I hear you're putting pressure on the yoke. You're disturbing the yoke. You're cracking the yoke. I'm more encouraged to say now. Amen. I don't care who looks funny at me and I don't care if I look funny at myself when I say it sometimes. Amen. I'm more prone to want to say now. And believe for now. Because at some point it's going to be now. Amen. And so it, it's it's good to understand what you're doing. I, I appreciate him for that. 
and uh, I really love his ministry because he's studied. He's he's a studied person. He wants to know, and he he communicates that to believers. You know, did you like him when we went, Chuck? We had a really he he just kind of was an everyday kind of guy and broke things down. We were able to go over one of his meetings, and and got a lot out of it. In fact, he ministered to me. You know, at the altar, called me out with my prayer cloth, right. My little red prayer cloth was sitting up there. Thank you, Pastor Billy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, was able to encourage me in ministry and, and where we're going and all that kind of stuff. So it, it just was really, really, uh, really a precious time. A very precious, he's a very precious servant of God. And so, but see, finding those things out for people. So you can bring that to them to encourage them. Cause trust me, when you start saying now and you start hearing that bounce back on your head and it, it, and it doesn't happen right away like you were maybe thinking it should or expecting it to, it can be discouraging. So you got to know what your now is doing. So it's impressing God in heaven. It's putting pressure on the yoke. That yoke will break and that illness will leave you and healing will flood into you because of now and see this is what the woman she's the now person to me in the bible because Jairus was a little bit later even though he had faith he he wanted Jesus to come with him so he's got faith and and it's Jesus is honoring it because he's going with him but it's faith in in uh it's going to be released at a certain time see if he could have been the centurion he would say don't go home with me just speak the word so so there's a, a blessing in just taking him at his raw word see there's a huge blessing in there when you read the bible and say i got that now that's mine now god i thank you for it it's mine now i receive it I got it. I got it. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. It's mine now. See, when you can can deal with God like that, there's no reason why you shouldn't because it's paid for. He shed his blood at Calvary. So it's a finished work. It's all done. So you can receive it now. So tell him now and he gets busy on it. Amen. He said, oh, they understand. They understand what I've done and they appreciate it. And they're putting the, putting the, the faith out there for it now. And so I think that's a way to honor him. That's a way to let your faith really is when if it's later is hope. You know what I'm saying? You just you just kind of slowing it and afraid to commit. You know, once you commit to something, you know, it's like if if you're dating somebody and they popped a question. Amen. You you get the ring now. Oh, no ring? Well, get up off your knees. Then ain't no sense of having this conversation. Let's go get a burger. Am I right, Poppy? I've been bad. I've been good. I, you know, I try to be good up here. Huh? It's just, don't get your pants dirty. We'll go do something else. But you got it now. When you get that ring, that's that's it. Huh? Set a date as soon as possible. 
Say, we get married now. Oh, we can't now? Well, how, how soon? A couple months, as long as it takes to find a preacher, find a hall, and jump the broom. Huh? Don't drag it out. Cold feet, drag it out. Amen. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> when she heard about Jesus, she knew it wouldn't take money anymore. That's what excited her. She was out of money. And, and he wasn't in the temple per se. He wasn't part of the system. He was walking the streets, doing miracles, was preaching any and every. He preached in the synagogue too. Amen. But he was a different kind of priesthood. He obeyed the Father. Melchizedek priesthood always has a pipeline up to heaven, obeys the Father directly. Doesn't have to go through the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the temple system. Amen. Is do what the Father tells him to do. So if you want to know how the Father feels about us, Jesus will, will, his, his ministry demonstrates the Father wants you healed now. He wants to end suffering now. He wants to convert you now. He wants to be a part of your life now. You understand what I'm saying? So Jesus did all of those things in his teaching. He invited everybody into the kingdom. He went to the Jew first, but when he preached, he didn't single them out and leave the Gentiles out. He preached to everybody. He would say often, whoever hears, who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Amen. If you can hear me and you can internalize what I'm saying, it's for you. So people knew immediately that the gospel was free to everybody when he preached it. And so she she touched his clothes. She was counseled by the Holy Spirit to do it that way. Right away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now, one of the reasons she might have been open to this was she didn't think Jesus would know she touched him. Amen. <laughs> so she got a little sneaky, sneaky thing with her faith. Amen. Your faith will work. You know, it, it, there's no obstacle to faith. I think that's the wonderful thing about it. Amen. Whenever you release that word, I have it now. Keep saying it. I have it now. I have it now. It's mine now. It belongs to me now. Amen. You you keep leaning in that direction. Keep allowing yourself to express that. Amen. And, and God will begin to release confirmation to you. He'll begin to release favor to you. He will begin to encourage you in what you're doing and what you're saying. Amen. So her blood dried up right away. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Of course, the disciples are giving him natural answers. But but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. There's something about the anointing in miracle operation. That leads to repentance. You always see a lot of salvations in healing and miracle services. 
because that that Holy Spirit is causing people to want to know God. He's, you know, we're passing out candy because people need candy. They're sick. They're broke. They've got bad relationships at home. So we're giving miracles out because people need them. But also, too, anybody who comes in contact with the candy has to has a resolve in themselves if they're right with God. Amen. God wants that. He can he can get what he wants out of any situation. He doesn't just have to heal people and let them go home as sinners. So that spirit of repentance is heavy in miracle working circles, in miracle services. You don't see very often people who who um, have healing, healing anointing that won't preach salvation, have an altar call for the lost. Amen. Because they go hand in hand. They'd say healing is the dinner bell. So you ring the dinner bell to get people to the table. When you get them to the table, you want God to deal with them. You don't want people to walk away healed and then go to hell. That's that's not right. God's heart is bigger than that to save the lost. And so so that's what you you want people. You want them to have that. And and so she couldn't run off like she thought she was going to. Amen. She thought she'd steal a healing and pimp on down the road like she ain't done nothing. You know, Kimball on out. It's like she done nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? And and uh he caught her. Amen. He caught her. And he says all he wants to do is reassure her that her faith did it. In other words, you didn't sneak and take something. Amen. You you did it legit. So he's legitimizing her at the same time that he's healing her. And that's what we all need. Amen. You can get healed and you can get a blessing, but you need to be legitimized too. You need to find Christ. Amen. You need to give him your heart. You need a life change because you can go down the road and, and you know, years later, if you're not saved, that same thing that gripped you before can grab onto you again. So he lets her know her faith did that. So that she can have peace about what she has done. And and she comes clean. Amen. That's the beauty of it. He didn't want her to walk around suspecting that she could lose her healing, not understanding how she got it, feeling still feeling an outcast. He He does a whole package. She needed to be made whole. And she was made whole. Him telling her how it happened is part of her wholeness. Amen. Once you understand your faith can do stuff, boy, you, you know, you about there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, you almost ready. And so it, it's just good to, to do that. So, so he, he deals with her. He allows her to get a full understanding of what happened in her. Um, my, it's a compassion thing. My feeling is that she probably never had been in a meeting where he was. She just heard about him. See, he wanted her to get to know him 
up close and personal, like other people in his meetings had gotten to know him. That's that's part of what we're entitled to. Uh, when we're touched by Jesus, he wants to touch us for real, correct everything that's wrong in us, help us feel accepted. Could you imagine her her calling herself unclean all that time and he stops and pays attention to her? You know, you, you know that what that can correct on the inside of a person. It's amazing. So he wanted her to have everything that she was entitled to, uh, everything her faith entitled her to. He was there to give it to her. And so <clears throat> now she's putting her faith in Christ and he's giving her not just her healing, but he's given her her life back. He's legitimizing her. Amen. Uh, he's, he's, Allowing her to set a precedent as far as healing is concerned. There were times after that, if you read some of the other accounts, it talks about people wanting to touch his garment. And they said as many as touched him were made whole. So she started that. Amen. Because the testimony went out. Far and wide. You know that lady, remember her? She'd been bleeding all in years. We, we didn't see her much. She'd been in the house all the time. But she came out and she touched his robe. And so as that testimony went forth, more people believed it. And they said, well, I don't have to talk to him. You know, I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to, you know, I, I can just, I can just get it myself. See? This is this is what he expects us to do. I have it now. See, I'm taking it now. So they took it from him now. Amen. And they were made whole. And so um, this is this is a Bible principle now. When with started with her, it spread to others, and now we're the heirs of it. We have now faith. We must express our faith in the now. So for us. The healer lives within us, and we have this talk with him just like the woman did. Amen? So you can have this talk with the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to get off my medicine. I'm, I'm feeling okay on it, but Lord, I know your healing's better. So how do I go about doing this? First of all, you need to start declaring it now. Once you get his attention that you believe you have it now, then if there's some other adjustments that need need to be made, the healer inside of you will tell you what to do. Amen. You need to say now and 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 uh say I want this with it or that with it or or whatever else, you know. Um uh I want to see some improvement every morning when I get up. I've got side effects, Lord, and I want to get rid of those. I, I want some some other help with this, you know. And so so work that out with him. Jesus is easy to receive from. If there's nothing else you get from the from the uh <laughs> from these accounts, it was easy. If you could slip up on him and steal it, it's easy. Amen. If if he you your faith was saying, Well, he's gotta come to my house. I can't bring my daughter out. She's too sick. She's you know. Many people are healed on their way to him. You got me so many different ways. And and so he's so easy to receive from. So don't ever feel, oh, God, I I don't know. Something's wrong, but I don't want to ask you because I don't know. I don't want you to tell me what's wrong. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> with me. Right. Of course, there's nothing wrong with us as long as we're expressing our faith, except we might be lazy about, you know, and, and we need to get a little more zeal in us. We need to get a little more fervor. We need to be a little more excited about expecting, you know, more expectation in us, something like that. Those are simple things to correct, I think. You know, you, you expect more if you pray in tongues more. That, that'll keep you revved up and, and keep it on the, on the edge of your tongue more or less. And so there are different, and the Holy Spirit will show you those things. If, you know, and, and oftentimes He'll just lead you when you start to worship Him. He'll start to lead you into the way you should pray and how to edify and how to encourage your heart that, that it is now. You have it now. Amen. It's yours and it cannot be taken away from you. Once you say you have it now, it's it's gonna come to pass, Amen. You just keep holding on, and it will come to pass. So, um, so Jesus completed her faith. The healer within teaches on the inside of us, and he preaches on the inside of us, Amen. Uh, in Luke seventeen, if you'll turn there, you got your ten lepers. Here's another group of people who were unclean. And, and not, not in close contact. Jesus is no respecter of persons. He doesn't care what society says about you and how they view you. Uh, if you, if you ask for mercy, he will give you mercy. Amen. So in 17 verse 11, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, they there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they, and when he saw them, uh, oh, I'm sorry. And they lifted up their voices. So here's the expression of faith. They're always. You have to ask. You have to put it out there. You have to come to God, and seeking Him. That's your first release of faith. If your faith is never released, he won't call you to him. You, you know, you won't get his attention, in other words. And so uh, when they said, Master, have mercy on us. Amen. So mercy really uh, covers a lot. That's a big prayer. Amen. It really is. Now, Now, we know you can ask specifically for what you want, and that's good, too, as long as you ask. So they are asking for mercy because they don't get any. Amen. This is what they need. You ask for what you want. You ask for what you need. You ask for what's lacking. Amen. In your life. And for them, it was mercy because they were, they were outside of the law. The law was keeping them from getting their needs met. They couldn't work, couldn't be around people. And so it was, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. That was a common cry back in the time. And it was known that the Messiah would bring mercy. That was one of the prophecies about Jesus, that he would, uh, the spirit of counsel and might, uh, he, uh, he would be a merciful, humble servant. All of those, all the descriptions in Isaiah uh, pertain to him. And so they knew that when Messiah came, he would be the answer to everybody's problems. And so instead of saying, heal me, touch me, have mercy on me, whatever it is 
that you can do for me. Healing and beyond. Amen. Uh, taking this disease off of me and beyond. Helping me to maybe uh, get back with my family and beyond. That's what mercy is. See, it, it, it is the heart of God poured out on humanity. See? And, and so sometimes you can be specific and hit the nail on the head. And sometimes you say, Lord, help me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling here. I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want, but I know what I, I got ain't working for me, you know, and I need some help here. And so it's, it's just good. You know, God, God understands you and he knows as long as you're expressing your faith, if you believe he can do it, and you believe he wants to do it for you, then that's faith. See, that's that's the expression. And you you touch his heart, and then he's ready to give. Praise God. So so here these these uh, ten lepers. Amen. We talk about ten here. Oopsie. Okay. Lifted up their voice, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. So in his mercy, he has something specific that he has in mind to do for them. And that is heal them, cleanse them of their leprosy. Um, Get them to the place where they can be back in society again. They can work again. They can be back with their families again. That's extreme mercy. See, he does the whole deal in one shot. And so Jesus looks at him. He said, what you really need to do is is present yourself to the priest. Now, I can touch you and your leprosy will leave. But in mercy, you got to get cleared. you got to get reinstated. You've got to get a number of things that the priesthood can do for you. And see, Jesus knows that healing anointing is coming out of his mouth. And is the minute they obey what he says, they will be cleansed. But they need to go back and get themselves off the no-fly list. Amen. And and get acquitted of having the stigma of, of unclean. You know, and once the priest pronounces you clean, then you don't call yourself unclean anymore. Amen. And so Jesus does it in a way. What he has in mind is wholeness. They should be entitled to something. Maybe there's a family tract of land that they haven't been able to live on for many years. And, and there's wealth there for them. So once they get reinstated into society, then all of those things that they need belong to them. And so it says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, we're not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They're not found that return to give God glory, save this stranger. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. So he's he's no doubt still going to go to the priest. But as he went, he noticed something. Amen. He noticed he was healed. They all were healed as they went. But 
the other nine were thinking go to the priest so i can get what i need through that avenue this one guy notices he's cleansed and he says wait a minute this guy is the one that did it it's not going to be the priest that does it it's going to be him that does it now he probably went on to the priest anyway but he he examined himself and realized that it was the faith that that he expressed to jesus that got him healed and he begins to glorify God, amen, and give God praise. That's a higher realm to live in than the legalistic realm. See, with with going to the priest, you're under the old covenant law. You obey the old covenant law. But when you are are with Christ, you're in a higher level of understanding you're in a higher level of receiving your faith has made you whole you know you're different and you connect to who made the difference in your life and so i think it's real important for us to connect to the healer inside of him of of us because he'll make a difference in our lives he's the one who's doing all the heavy lifting he's the one who's explaining to you the how-to to get it done He's the one that told the woman with the issue of blood what to do and how to do it and get her healing. And once she got her healing, then Jesus was able to finish it and make her whole. So these are things that God put in place for us so that we wouldn't be ignorant about how these things happen. You know, it's one thing to get healed, but it's another thing to get understanding. See, it's one thing to 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 know you got what you need, but you need to know how faith works because those people were going to have to need to know that everybody needs to know how faith works. So I think Jesus, the way he ministered, he always elevated people. You know, he put them up on a higher level, talking to them, explaining to them, giving them understanding. You know, uh, so many times in church circles, we kind of dumb down things for people. We think people can't understand a whole lot. and uh, Keep them all excited and revved up and shouting and carrying on and they don't understand anything much. You know, you want people to have understanding. That's that's the Bible says and all you're getting, get that. And Jesus did the full thing he 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 did did the full picture he nobody left him ignorant nobody left him not knowing what had happened to him nobody left him puzzled and 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 just you know taking what they could get and going on they were changed and that's what i think the healer that lives in us wants to do with us he wants to change us not just give us what we want but he wants us to be transformed. Amen. He wants that change that we so desperately need to happen within us. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Praise God. That comes with your word. Lord, I thank you that we are healed now and we will say it now. I thank you, Lord, for now faith the only kind of faith you honor i thank you lord that when we say we have it now we have it now that is a fact that is a spiritual fact and so lord we thank you that you are giving us yet more understanding of your ways your principles how these things work uh, how to do them and what to do in all situations 
It helps us as ministers of your gospel because you said we would lay hands on the sick and the sick would recover. So we thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing for us and how you're doing it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. Praise the Lord.
You need a touch in your finances. You need a touch in relationships. Any place Jesus touches you is healed. So I thank you, Lord, for the master's touch on these people. Let them be healed. Let them be whole. Let them be uh, reconciled in families and in their hearts and minds. Deliver them from the power of darkness. All drugs must go in the name of Jesus. Alcohol go in Jesus' name. Cigarettes go in the name of Jesus. All bondage go in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, everybody who believes you is healed. Amen and amen again. Praise God. Praise God. All right, we'll do our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. Get Rona. She can't get me. I thank you, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. It's so decreed. Amen. Thank you.